Hello, Pathfinders, and uh, welcome to the Find the Path podcast after party part three, I covering think. part uh, uh, four. Is this part four? Jesus, this is part four. I don't know. It's one of those things. No, it's, it's yeah. every three, so this is four. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, so yeah, part four, as we continue our tradition of doing an after party after every three episodes or so. You notice we're adding a little uh, sound to this. This is Sirenscape. We're, uh, welcome to our debauched gala. Is that what we're doing? Oh, okay. or is that what's playing right now? Oh, yeah. okay. Got a little party going on. I was wondering, because I was like, stuff. this doesn't sound super, like, Egyptian kind of theme, so... No, well, and that... It's a little it's, Egyptian. Yeah, it's got a little bit of it. It does actually have a little... It does have a little bit of the flute. I know, yeah. it's nice to have some background noise. It's always weird wearing the headphones with no, like, music. I'm just, like, really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to include this just to, you know, I don't actually get to use a lot of this Sirenscape sound sets, just because one of my favorite sound sets that Sirenscape makes is the uh, the rain sets. Mm -hmm. I always love them with the thunder and everything else. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in a desert. I'm never going to get to use this. <laughs> yeah. But you, uh, you've employed them with uh, a Carrying. friend of ours games yeah, for Carrying yeah. Crown. For Carrying Crown. It was great. Yeah. Did a whole like battle. In the rain. Yeah, that was, the rain. That was, was a good one. It was very dramatic. All right. So, yeah, this covers episodes. What 10, was it? 11, and 12. 10, 11, and 12. And 10 uh, was the death dog. 10 was the death mm -hmm. dog. I haven't actually ever gotten to use a death dog before. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was interesting. So I've never seen any anything dog. like that. I assumed with it worms in it, it's undead, and it was not. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. You're a little surprised there with things pretending to be things that they aren't. I mean, having watched tons of monsters inside me episodes, it's really not. I that can't. I can't watch those. Like, That's the one thing that I still I can't do. With the parasites they eke me out. Yeah. When Rachel and I lived in Korea, oh, I watched a documentary about worms. <laughs> and then I was convinced we had worms, and so I made us get a dewormer, and we were very sick for one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. We were so miserable. <laughs> Why did you take it? Because, because we had worms. Paranoid, and we thought we had worms because we ate a lot of pork over there, and they're like, it's always in pork. But we're like, we always like thoroughly cooked it. I was but we say, were you paranoid. Cook most of your meat over there yourself. Sometimes yeah, that doesn't matter. That's a. I'll send you a link. I don't want the link. <laughs> no, we, we, I'm fine with that. No, I was just link. convinced. Anyway, so yeah, basically, Sagira's getting a dewormer once she gets back to town. Sagira <laughs> monthly takes a dewormer. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of cats. I imagine you guys had fun continuing your exploration. Uh, how have you guys been? Because really, this is the first after party we've done since you guys have really been in the House of Penther. So, how are you guys liking this so far? There's it's a lot fun. of bugs. <laughs> I like uh, the vultures. I, I really like it. Um, I am a kind of minor fan of architecture, and I really enjoy this kind of layout that they've put together for this. It feels very Egyptian, and so I really appreciate that. And that it's not just sprinkled with undead. I like the haunted yeah. house vibe. I mean, it's because yeah. we did the tomb... And instead of and just going no to undead. another, like, tomb, now we've got, like, hey, you're now you're exploring a noble house, but it's haunted. But mm -hmm. we also have a mausoleum we get to get to, so there's oh, yeah. where our... I was going to say, we haven't gotten that. the really undead part. Well, to be fair, in, uh, in episode 10, you guys got an undead fight undead? there with the skeletons. Yeah. Um, Skelly, the skeletons. really sad, like, skeleton Yeah, like, I, like I've closet. said before, Rick and his... I'm going to give this stuff backstory, and it's going to make you feel awful. Hey, well, it's hey, a baby that skeleton. Um, was that was that, Jim Gross. I was going to say, that's usually you in there. You can't make a baby skeleton not sad. Yeah. Well, that baby was the worst. I mean, unless it's like a demon baby. <laughs> Generally, the really small undead tend to be really sad. Like, Attic Whispers are ah. really sad stories with them. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I'll like never the, forget being the... lured by an attic. You know that I love cute, ugly things. Oh, and I use it to my advantage. <laughs> I was like... Hey, buddy. Oh, you're attacking me out. And then there's the one in Strange Aeons that we came across, too. The servants' quarters, it states, uh, Murdered, abandoned, and forgotten, these three servants have risen as undead. 
That's sad. That is sad. So Sagira really wanted to befriend those vultures, but they were never close enough that she could be like, hey, buddies. You have a snake buddy. He's hiding. Yeah, he's hiding in the shadow of the the well back there. But vultures are cool. I mean, I guess. I mean, they all talk like the beetles. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Well, and then uh, speaking of beetles, you did open (laughs) (laughs) up a little bit of a Pandora's box. That was episode 11 swarm. the beetle swarm. Yeah, swarms are terrible. Man, I know I said this the first time we encountered that swarm, but swarms at low levels are just freaking awful. I hate swarms. Hate them so much. Because you don't really have much area effects at early it's, levels. And well, so unless you're a wizard. It, well, especially this party. And the insect swarms mean they're all super tiny creatures, so the bashing damage doesn't work. Like, if it was bats or something, we could still, you know... I, I would still be affected against yes, them. With- it's this whole, these things are so minute, and there's so many of them that it doesn't matter, so it just makes it even worse. It's awful. Yeah. It's always trying to find a way to damage them. It's like, okay, the torch can do a little bit of damage, but it's one hit point per round. If that's all you've got, that's all you've yeah. got. And I those mean, things are rolling into the combat with 22 hit points. Yeah, so. That's a lot that's for a swarm. That's, yeah, especially when we were able to do like one point. Jeez. Well, I did attack. like 15 yeah, or well, we would have been We would have been totally screwed if you didn't have that ability. Yeah. because You would have lost a lot of more channels yeah. to keep us up. Yeah. I'm trying to save those because... Uh, haunts. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. interestingly enough, the thing that always occurs to me is like, oh, well, what if you just create water on them? But uh, we were actually out yesterday with the hose. We saw a wasp and I was like, hey, Jessica, spray that. And she like lit it up with all kinds of water and stuff. It, it just like, shoo, 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 all the way around it. Yeah. So like, bugs are pretty good at dodging water. My mom, You're the first mom person did. to ever say he, she lit it up with water. <laughs> <laughs> That's mom That's killed okay. a tarantula that was falling around once with the hose. Oh, like, tarantula. she was That's out. bigger. She was out watering in this tarantula. She kept it kept coming at her like, mm, and she's like, if it would have left me alone, I would have let it alone. But it kept trying to like attack me. Um, <laughs> you guys then got into the house actual proper. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting. And that's when we found out that Onuris was a rich boy. Oh, yeah. yeah, you guys yeah. did find out some we stuff. Who we thought was celibate, but apparently isn't. Maybe. Well, he made a, a hint that he's not. Maybe in celibate. the past. Maybe, maybe he's celibate now because of reasons. Would you get turned down? No, maybe he got into like some mama drama, baby mama drama. No, there is. I can confirm that there is There's no baby mama drama. Ah, uh, his golden child. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is not a thing. I'm sure eventually we will get into it in the game, but no. But he was yes, he did grow up rich. So yeah, you you found out that he belonged to um the um, uh, the M house. The Muffray. Muffray. One of the richest um, families I mean, in the city. I mean, it makes the, sense. They are the richest family yeah. in the city. Because Sagira was like, rich people, really rich people. Who are the really rich people? Those people are nouveau riche. He seems older than that. Nope. Old people. Okay. <laughs> These guys. It makes sense because you you look like a million bucks. Oh, haha. Very funny. Bottom, bottom. still thinks maybe if she scrapes your skin, you, she'll get some gold flex. She's that's, not sure. That's not how that works She at hasn't all. tried it, but she's curious about it. So if you get, like, nicked in your sleep. Well, she doesn't sleep where y'all sleep, so you're lucky now. For now. For now. For now. Next time you get cut, she's going to be like, oh, no, that's regular blood. Weird. <laughs> I was going to say, do you bleed gold, too? No, he bleeds regular blood. Mm-hmm. We're going to. And Sudi like, has a girlfriend. Him. Oh, yeah, who he yeah. messed things up with because yeah. it's Sudi, of course. He probably got a nat one on that check. <laughs> I mean, let's see. So his, pr- like his diplomacy with all your is, it's his diplomacy is a zero, so yeah. That's 100% probably what happened. Yeah, okay. we established that he was kind of a raggedy looking cat. I'm a little raggedy. She doesn't care about your looks. She doesn't care. I think she likes me because I'm a cat and because I'm like nice and weird. She judges you for your personality. 
Yeah, my personality's <laughs> a little weird. Um, That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that because he does need to uh, apologize. Apologize for, for yeah. being a dick, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> he he was um, let's just say less than polite to her in a moment of passion, and uh, not like that. Like they were in an argument. They were having an argument. And he know you said like things he shouldn't have said. <laughs> I hadn't mentioned that she... Oh, I know. I went to... She worked at the, at the Temple of the Sun, Yeah, so. you said that. Okay, I was like, I didn't mention I talked about was, talking to her yeah. when I was telling yeah, the story of you almost yeah. dying. That's true. Yeah, and then you said that I you were dating one cool. of the priestesses from the Temple. Yeah. You just dealt that. Yeah, so we'll get into that uh, at some point because he does need to make that restitution... I feel like that's a thing you should do when we get back from this. Yeah, uh, I loved that your your uh, reaction though is I'm gonna give her an engagement ring to fix this. That's, and that's like <laughs> such <laughs> a bad plan. Make it so much worse. I don't know. Sudi, you had to remember. The rest Sudi, of the party's like, no. Aren't you a monk? Aren't you wisdom based? Uh, I, so interestingly, I'm wisdom based, but I'm 17 years old, so I'm not. Oh, that's super, right. We're very young. I'm super yeah. young. That's like, right. Everybody else is a teenager, aren't they? Isn't I'm 18. Yeah. I'm 19. Yeah, yeah so on I'm yours the is 25. Yeah, I'm the youngest member of the party, so <laughs> I'm I thought you said you're old. <laughs> I'm a little dumb because I, I know kids do dumb things, and I have an average intelligence. So mm-hmm. you know, even uh, though I may know, I'm ahead of the curve. Your homeowners are still doing hormony things. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys managed to continue to find a uh, deface shrine, which I think there were some checks rolled, but no one really knew much some about really it mo- other than yeah. it's just uh, macabre what, decor. Yeah, what was really interesting to me was that it was all new gods and not ancient gods. Well, I, from I guess the I guess this place was recent enough from the invasion. See, I didn't think the invasion had happened yet, so I was expecting old gods too. But Kellish were already here, so that makes sense for the newer gods because they're the ones that I mean, kind of drove out the idea of the old gods with their Serenre. Yeah, because the Osirian independence ended in uh, 1532 AR, so about 3,000 years ago. 3,200 years ago. Uh, Okay. And then for 3,000 years, it was under the control of the Kilishite sultans. Okay. And so during the time that this was, they were worshipping the new gods, not the old gods. Okay. Although a lot of the burial practices, especially with the older tombs and everything else that already existed, like a family mausoleum, they still had the statues and everything. But that was why you saw so many depictions, even in Akintepi's tomb, there were still depictions of Phrasma and Abadar and all the rest of that. Alongside of Anubis. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you then found a, uh, a decapitated corpse sitting on a toilet. That was, that was awkward sad. and strange. Uh, yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Which I really thought was going to eventually lead to Vargul, but we haven't found one yet. So we'll uh, see. We did find a bunch of skulls, though. That are floating around. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking the, it, the skull ended up in this skull swarm, whatever it is. Skull swarm. Rick's all describing it, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is like a bad episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rick's describing it, and I was thinking, that's a lot of silver. I bet it's worth money. <laughs> it is. We haven't found yeah. anything in this place that's he worth money. He was describing it, and I'm like, this is gonna suck. I mean, that, that haunted ring of protection. <laughs> sure, that's money. great. Yeah, I, I liked that, actually. I, it was uh, really cool, but from the, like, man, I have a huge debt to pay off. Yeah, I guess I'm I mean, just not gonna. Like, like I've said before, I really like haunts because of the story that you get, and, like, that was a really good example of, like, you took a single item and gave it, like, a, a backstory. Um, which we, it was funny because we were just talking this morning at breakfast about Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. and how they did that with magical items. Like, a, yeah. a simple ring of protection would give you, like, a, a backstory of like this was crafted for this guy and all this stuff and so see <laughs> for the non-Baldur's Gate people I totally went Buffy the Vampire Slayer with it Buffy. Uh, Rachel always <laughs> goes Buffy just, just I do, you know throwing that out there 90s 
Yeah, 90s. Uh, it was my time. And because Buffy is amazing. It's been so long since I've watched yeah. Buffy. Oh, my God. I still so have here, so many of those memorized. <laughs> yeah, so here in uh, five books from now, if you guys are still, you know, walking around, you might be like, hey, you remember when I got this ring of protection from that haunted place? That was fun. And and Citra awkwardly Guess caressed people. on Eurus's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then backed away quickly like, oh. It'll be a sad memory because statistically speaking, someone will probably be dead. Probably. Shut up. <laughs> We're all going to make that. We're going to make it, guys. Okay. In our, in our defense, like the first adventure path we ever played, everybody survived. Yeah. There's yeah. at least one breath of life. I was like, I died once. Yeah, I nobody still, died, died. Yeah, I don't know. I don't that was almost like a pre-planned death because you knew it was going to happen. I don't consider breath of life deaths like a real death. We didn't have to go through all the pain to raise you. You don't have to, you don't have to rebuild a character. It's not a real death. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. You just have to pay some gold? Okay. But that would kind of just negate anything, anytime that your character is raised. I was going to say, any high-level death at that point doesn't really become, like, impactful if you can just raise them. And well, it's, it's you know, not, not a big deal. I, I generally consider it impactful. So I only killed Jordan in uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne. Yep. And I died like a hero, first off. Because you didn't stay out. Because I was too stupid not to stay out. <laughs> yeah, you though. really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it, would it be a spoiler to talk about yes. that? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, I'm he not going to spoil it. He did a thing he shouldn't I, have done. I, I, I did something stupid. Like, really obviously shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, I did something really stupid. His and character then, was not built for it. Yeah, and I, I died... Say, I died saving another character, but I died in such a way that they were never going to get my body back. Ever. No, so no. it would have been like a miracle or wish situation, and we were like 10th level. So True like, resurrection, uh, but we didn't have access to that either. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you guys basically got to uh, to continue circling. I think you finished all but one room down on the ground in the central court. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, the two, room we're in rooms, with the flying right? skeletons. So, the yeah. room well, we're that's, in Yeah, the room that's between room. the room we're in and the kitchen and then the courtyard. Is I mean, I looked in the courtyard. And this entire time, Sudi's been hearing flapping Flappy, noises. Which is another thing that made me think, oh, headless body, flappy, winging noises, vargoyle. Yeah. Who knows? It could it just really be, a, be a bird. A it could be pseudo-dragon, <laughs> for all we know. You know I mean? Oh, There's lots of flappy things. Like, it could be a lot of different things. <laughs> it could literally just strix. be a bird. Yeah. It's a strix. It's a bat swarm. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> See, but I wouldn't want to attack a bat swarm. Bat swarms wouldn't actually attack you. That's not how bats flipping work. No, they, they don't. They all have rabies. In second edition, bats And most bats don't. don't have rabies. Most of them eat fruit. And the bats that have rabies can't fly. To be fair, scarabs don't actually swarm and attack people. They basically just yeah. said it's the necromatic energy that drives them mad. Sure. Same we'll with bats. They never give bats that out. No, they don't. Necromatic bat energy. They but just assume bats that bats are, just are evil. adorable. Have you seen the one where he's like stuffing face with the watermelon? Bats are the so best. cute. But yeah, you guys did have to go through the foyer, though, fight a trio of skeletons. And kind of left a haunt back there, too. Yeah. The trio of skeletons did beat down on Onuris, and then uh, you guys actually made jerks. pretty quick work was, of them. I was going to say, yeah. we, well, I'm just glad it, that confusion effect only lasted one round because I was <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't yeah, it was, murder it was each lesser other. Confusion, yeah, I mean, so. a channel definitely helps a lot with that. And then, you know, obviously I'm using blunt weapons, so that helps. And my domain, my sun domain power of, oh, I ignored any channel resistance, and oh, I do my level extra in damage when I channel to harm undead. Yeah. It's like, woo! And so I got punched in the kidney, so... You don't need that, it's fine. <laughs> I stabbed myself. Yeah, that's why you have a second one. You don't need the first one. <laughs> that's your backup Yeah, so kidney. round two of combat was pretty bad for all of you once for the skeletons were For everyone's kidneys, dead. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Apparently, I don't know why I'm punching diseased women in the kidneys, but... You know, yeah, jeez. Yeah, kind of a, maybe that's why Sudi's girlfriend's mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this, old lady comes, this old lady comes in and she's like, oh, I'm just having my old bones are hurting. And Sudi's like, I can fix that punch punch. 
it's not uh, how he that, thinks you're he's not a, a chiropractor. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, not yeah. how that works. I just can't pull my punches because I've never learned how because I've been training to be like a lethal monk. Oh, that's sad. That and that never happened. Citra's <laughs> the guard at that place. She would have put you on the ground. Yeah, no, that definitely. Segura. 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 Me, myself, the not one Citra. I play. <laughs> Goodness. Too many Sagira. S names, guys. There yeah, are. Sagira needs to change her name to like Magira. From like was, Hercules? I was going to say, oh, it's like you should totally <laughs> do like the, the whole vigilante thing and get like an identity. I could be Catwoman? No. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, cat. <laughs> the Black Cat. Wait, no, no. That's also a super Yeah, that's girl. also. Uh, also, I'm White Tigress. Cat. Nope, no. That's, that's also one, too. Whiskers McGee. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was not taken. <laughs> I'm sure there's a cat somewhere named Whiskers. I mean, yeah. I'm just kind of curious since you guys have had a, had a couple of games and everything else running through here. So what all do you think has happened with this place? You've gotten to see a number of things back with the haunting. So like, what do you know about the Pantheru family? I know that a bunch of plague-ridden people basically broke in and I'm suspecting killed most, if not all of them. And then more recently, some creepy mofo broke in and made himself some decorations out of some people's I'm heads. thinking he got driven <laughs> nuts by the haunts and Possible. has been here ever or since. Just this a is a pretty here. decent sized estate, but for some reason, when we saw that flashback, I'm assuming it's their son since he was looking for the engagement ring. Well, he said, come with me across yeah. the bridge. You know, yeah. so, and she said her family. Yeah, so I, ca- I can't figure out which one's part of the family. I think she's yeah. part of the family. You know. Well, it's also a timing thing because we know that they have this huge invasion of people, but this ring was in a, not really a super lost place as far as we Well, the ring had to be here at the house. So he says he can't find it, which means it had to be here at the house, which made me think he was the son of this house, because why would it be here if he'd lost it at his... Well, I'll I'll actually raise two things. One is something that at the very least I know, actually probably all of you would know this. When he said, come with me across the river, across the river is Tefu. So So he might be a noble from Tefu that was trying to marry the family here. Secondly, you found the ring amongst the assorted refuse and everything else that was scattered around this room that was once furniture. Mm -hmm. So he may have just been waiting down at the bottom of the steps for her to show up, drop the ring, and then it rolled off underneath a couch somewhere. And then he's like tearing apart the house looking for this couch. It's like, well... Uh, or I can't like find it. Rats and whatnot. If you know, I don't know if we've seen any rats nest or anything, but it'd be pretty common for them to pick up shiny stuff and take it back. I also now think that this is a. It was trying to find someone to give it away to out of a token of his love. This is a manor that is where a ghoul lives, and that's why all the decorations are skulls on silver platters and stuff. Because aren't there just ghouls hanging out? In yeah, this but part they of were town? they were in that there part of, of the district on the that we passed on the way up here. Remember, we saw them yeah, but, saying, "Don't go down here because this is where all the ghouls but are." But there's additional. I thought there was supposed to, supposed to be a bunch of undead horribleness in this part of town. Uh, mostly yeah. haunts, though, from what we understood, like ghosts and stuff. Remember, she was somebody put these skulls on platters like well, this. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm thinking like <laughs> whoever came off here. And- Fly over here themselves. Like, it's kind of like take out <laughs> of the estate at this point. And anybody, like any more treasure seekers that are coming in here are just becoming victims. Yeah, the one thing Because we... most of the um, skeletons that were already here were still complete. Yeah, but we have found the madness hasn't been bodies. to decapitate people. It's been to murder them. Taking them and posing them on toilets and taking their heads and well, posing them on goblets. That doesn't feel like the kind of insanity that we, that Sudi and I had. True. So maybe just a serial killer who found this to be a nice place to hole up. Maybe that's what that guy was before his 
head was removed by whatever. Somebody had to remove his head. We never checked. Yeah, we didn't get the partner. detail for it. Was his head cleanly severed off or was it like bitten off? Kind you of guys situation? made the heel check and knew that his head was removed, but mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Okay. You knew that he was about three. It, the body had yeah. been here for about three years. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, could be anything. When, when he says removed, I just assume surgical, like surgical precision yeah. type thing. So, yeah, you guys basically learned that this place came under attack during the Plague of Madness that they seem to have murdered everyone. You know that at the very least, assuming that the guy was like, come with me back across the river and everything back to Tefu, that they had a daughter. And that was during the Plague of Madness because he seemed to have been infected. Wait, did the couple had a daughter? No, no, no. The family family had a daughter. daughter. Because she was young enough, but you had heard an older woman's voice yelling on a number of occasions when you first showed up. Well, and we know there are kids here because when we first approached the gate, we heard them yelling, protect the children. Yeah. 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 Uh, I assume the second level is going to have a lot of bedrooms. Yeah, and there's probably going to be a lot more skeletons up there, remains of the family. (laughs) Can't be too many. I'm running out of channeling. Well, I mean, we could always come back. Yeah, and then uh, even once you're done with the house, which you guys are almost entirely done with the ground floor, and then you have the second floor. The mausoleum There's outside. a mausoleum. And now we have an easy way to get to it without having to disturb that giant centipede in the pool. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers uh, everything that you guys learned during the last three episodes, making your way along. You guys are, are making we'll some pretty good time. be level three for episode yeah. 13. You're going to be level three as you finish your exploration here. and then I'll have second level spells, guys. Uh, we'll be eventually, nice. hopefully, returning back and getting uh, your third place here soon. hey So this is the first after party that we've recorded since we've returned back from uh, PaisoCon 2018, just to date this audio a little bit, although you could also easily check the date that this was released. So PaisoCon will be a little bit past, but this is uh, our first podcast coverage of PaisoCon. If you're interested in our interviews, we have those up on our YouTube page as well as our website for all of our interviews with the... Some of the staff of Paizo and Some no various direction, other No Direction guys. Uh, Sirenscape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you go back a little bit, our first recording we have up there is actually, uh, he was at PaizoCon, but we didn't get a chance to talk with him, Grant Berger of the Glass Cannon Podcast. We he's a great guy. Grant a bunch. Yeah. No, no. He's, he's a great guy. Well, he's from Dallas. So. He is also from Dallas, yeah. so we got to give him mad props and respect. Adam there Daigle was awesome. also from Texas. Yes. We yeah. sat with Adam Daigle at the awesome. banquet, and he we were, somebody said something about... Texas, and he was like, "What part of Texas?" And we're like, well, from, ev- "Everyone." I think from he Texas, said he was from apparently. Beaumont, right? Yeah, he's from yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, yeah, or near Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. everybody was. It's and then there was that lady in the random panel that was also from Texas. I'm telling you, yeah. Texas people gravitate <laughs> together. It's true. We already did a field report while we we actually did that from Seattle while we were yeah, up there. For, I was for sleeping. Paizo I was very tired. Yeah, Heather turned into a pumpkin. So we gave our opinions pertaining towards that, but uh, I wanted to take a chance to talk a little bit about this, just pertaining towards like the podcast. Obviously, with Mummy's Mask, we are going to be sticking with the current edition. We're not going to get like into book three or book four, and then second edition comes out, and then suddenly be like, oh, I guess we're switching to second edition. We will be continuing with our first yeah. edition play. Yeah, that'd be weird. I mean, second edition doesn't even come out come out until 2019. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a 2019. bit. Yeah, I did figure we'd just kind of talk about our impressions. I very much enjoyed this PaisoCon. I honestly would say that it's probably the best one that I've been to. I thought it was uh, quality. They revealed a lot more than I anticipated them to, and this is the first time that we've actually covered it as part of our channel doing the interviews and everything mm-hmm. and man that is a that is a great way to get people to start talking about stuff oh yeah they, <laughs> they open right up special thanks to Luis loza yeah i still don't know if he really should have told us that but okay <laughs> whatever we're rolling with it check out our video <laughs> it's great yeah but like like rick said we have interviews and of course a lot of other people covered paizo cons so yeah there's uh, and plenty if, about if any of you are in just as a uh 
a little cross promotion thing here. If any of you go to uh, the No Direction podcast, they also have recorded every panel except for apparently their recorder didn't catch one. I can't remember what one it was, but they have one. But otherwise, you can listen to the entirety of it. And they Twitch streamed a lot. They Twitch streamed a lot, actually, which I was surprised. They being Paizo. Oh, yeah, Paizo. Let's not play the pronoun game. Yeah, but Paizo actually Twitch streamed a lot of it. That was actually kind of interesting because they had had basically one room set up that was the Twitch streaming room, um, which is pretty cool. It was Um, mostly for everyone's pressing questions and I think to answer a lot of questions about the upcoming playtest. They actually joked about the, you know, see if you guys can get more information out of us, especially after like three days. (laughs) (laughs) After after three days, they're like, oh man, I don't even know what we're not supposed to say anymore. Apparently Jason Bowman had handed everyone a document about things that they weren't supposed to talk about before PaizoCon started and by the end of it, people were like, I don't even remember what was on that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we did all, with the exception, sadly, of Rachel, we all did get a chance to do uh, some of the playtests. I personally found it very enjoyable, and uh, I know a couple of people said this to me when I was doing interviews, and it's something that kind of stuck with me and I very much agree with, is that it still felt like Pathfinder. Yeah. It didn't really feel like I was playing a different game. I'm just eager to get my hands on the book. Yeah, it's hard to make a, a huge judgment call on like the system as as a whole without seeing the whole thing. All the playtests that we did were low level. They were um, we had pre generated characters, so there's a lot of pieces that even around. I mean, the you main can game we sit missed. me down with a pre generated character and tell me what to roll, but I still don't feel like I know very much about second edition. Well, I need to sit down and read it. Yeah, I mean, it seems cool. I like having three actions. That economy seems cool. Yeah. The druids seem cool. I mean, they, they were they were pretty honest with the fact that, like, a lot of this stuff is things that they, they're trying. And if, it, you know, the feedback is bad, obviously they're going to listen to the fans and, and adjust and appropriately. I think it's cool that they're putting the alchemist as a core class because they're saying that there's, hey, there's arcane, divine, nature, and alchemy are your four types of magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we all do have our uh, opinions over what's with second edition and we did a whole PaizoCon coverage and everything, but... Yeah, I feel like we've kind of talked about PaizoCon today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I figured the, the one thing that we can just kind of end it off is with a little roundtable of what everyone is, is most excited for seeing coming up soon. I think I can speak for myself and say the uh, the Tyrant's Grasp Adventure Path, even if I'm not going to run that anytime soon. I'm just eager to actually see it come out. And if any of you have seen like the list of names for the writers for it, it's got some of my favorites up there with Crystal Frazier and Luis Loza, all those you know, the first adventure path book of his that I'll have read through. But I appreciate his other work, uh, as well as Jason Keeley. That's it's a whole list. You can go and check it out. But yeah, Tyrant's Grasp is kinda where I'm I'm looking. I don't know about the rest of you. What you're excited hearing about coming up soon. Return of the Rune Lords. Return of the Rune Lords? Yeah, it's weird to be excited for things that I'm not gonna play for seven years. But uh <laughs> I guess I'm excited for the playtest book to come out. Yeah. Because that I actually do get to do something with soon. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the playtest adventure. Go watch our other podcast and I can explain why. <laughs> it's, just, it's getting long, long in the tooth. But yeah, the adventure that they're running for the playtest is really cool. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to second the, the Rune Lord one just because I really enjoyed playing Rise of the Rune Lord. I love yeah. the Rune Lord so much. I'm not quite as obsessed as Heather is with the Rune Lords. <laughs> I enjoy it, but uh, I, I, I would like to see more of the other Rune Lords. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all have our takeaways and everything else from it. It was a great convention. We very much enjoyed that. We will uh, we will not be attending Gen Con because we all have uh, very busy lives, but maybe sometime in the future as things progress, if uh, if we get enough fan demand, we can uh, yeah. 
make our way to Gen Con. And, uh, but we're going to do our first of our fan mail segment. As we are now doing a fan mail thing, I almost feel like we should have a little like intro thing for it, but I don't really. So, fan mail. <laughs> yep, that's our thing. Just soundbite Jessica doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we actually got in a piece of fan mail. Gentleman in question provided both first and last name, but for privacy purposes, I'm just going to go with first name. If you guys do want to give us where you're from, that'll be great. Where does a James sound like you'd be from? Jamestown. Jamestown. James, James from Jamestown. Yes, James from Jamestown. Oh my gosh, uh, you just assigned this man a home. This is where he <laughs> lives now. So James from Jamestown Stop writes in. That. <laughs> no, he's from Sandpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Give yeah. him Galarian homes. James, James from, from Sandpoint. Sandpoint. He really uh, is hateful toward goblins, as as one is. He writes in and says, "Screw the jo- goblin." Uh, no, <laughs> uh, he says. Uh, Great pet podcast, guys! Exclamation point. So thank you for that, for starters. We love exclamation uh, points. Yeah, we do. We're awesome. <laughs> I know you guys are playing Pathfinder. Do you play any other role-playing systems? Not recently. We played Weave. Uh, so actually, we are uh, intermittently playing Starfinder. We have a Starfinder yep. uh, Adventure Path for Dead Sons that we're running. We're not recording. But we're yes. not recording it. Um, I'm GMing for that. Because I love sci-fi. There are some great Dead Suns actual plays out there, so if you guys want to check that out. Yeah. We definitely played Weave, which is very cool. It's like a, a tarot card plus role-playing plus phone app storytelling game that's pretty It's very freeform. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. uh, story-heavy, rules-light. Um, so that was fun. That was kind of fun, yeah. I used so to I play... Guess, I was just going to say, I guess going around the table real quick, Jess, you played Course Pathfinder and this Weave system and also Starfinder. Are there any other systems uh, that you played? We played one game of Numenera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we did that one. I read the 5e handbook. Yeah. That's it. You yeah, guys, but, I thought you guys played a Supernatural oh, yeah. RPG with oh, your man. parents. <laughs> there is a Supernatural tabletop RPG that's amazing and Supernatural, weird. the TV series, yes. Yeah. Yes, that we roped my parents into playing with us. And it was like they all played themselves. We made my parents their characters based on themselves. And, uh, yeah, that was funny. So that was fun. I've played everything that Jess is playing. Ah, oh, God. I don't think I've played anything else that's not like a video game system. So oh, no, well, I've, sure. I've never played uh, Dungeons & Dragons or 5th Edition or anything like that. So oh, we yeah. did play... Rachel and I in high school played <laughs> the beginner box of Dungeons and Dragons. I don't even know what version. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, it was, it was an attempt. Five. It was yeah. not was it, a success. Was it a big red box? No, it wasn't red. No, it was not red. So yeah, it so had it's probably to be one the, of the later editions. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, it was in like two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand five or two thousand six. Because oh, okay, so yeah, that was probably fifth edition or fifth edition. That was probably third edition. Yeah, probably third edition. So anyway, yeah, we did do like that was really terrible. It it did not go well. So yeah. Uh, Rachel, I know you Pathfinder, obviously, Starfinder also. Yeah. Apparently, a little bit of possibly third edition. <laughs> Whatever possibly. that was. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I mean, I mean, we've all played House on the Hill, but that's not really an RPG. Yeah, it's a table um, board game. I mean, video gaming Oh, Oh, we did do a live one. That's more LARPing, though. The, uh, the murder mystery no, party the, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the host of murder, murder mystery. The murder, murder mystery party. That was actually a Western lot of fun. murder mystery. That's funny. Heather? Yeah. Um, well, I started role-playing in high school with AD&D, and then... We did 3.0 and 3.5 together, and then I've done a ton of third, I think it's only third edition White Wolf, Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage the Awakening. We played some Changeling, the Dreaming, and Wraith. I can't remember, Wraith is what? Wraith the what? Oblivion. Wraith Oblivion, there you go. Yep. There was also the Mummy one and the Demon one, and I think that's all of them, isn't it? I think I ran Hunter once. Oh yeah, we ran Hunter once. Hunter, you're so very squishy. A supernatural creature looks at you and you die. 
No, but I, it's been a while since we played any White Wolf. We mostly did Dark Ages vampire stuff. And then, of course, Pathfinder. So, yeah, as far as I go, I grew up doing all the White Wolf stuff. I pretty much uh, story told in all of those systems that she just mentioned. AD&D 3rd Edition 3.5. I ran a couple 4th Edition games. I've never touched 5th Edition. I've heard it's rather well-reviewed and kind of goes back to a lot of what was great with 3rd Edition and 3.5. Yeah, but we had Pathfinder by the time 5th Edition came out. Yeah, and I'm I'm so invested in Pathfinder and I've got so many adventure paths to go through and then porting them over to another game system. It just wouldn't be. So I imagine that's some of your question, James, is uh, if you're a 5th Edition player, we don't have any beef with 5th edition. Mm-mm. We play Pathfinder mostly because we made the transition over because we didn't like 4th edition. And then it's not really worth making another transition. And Paizo is, I mean, I is still, very supportive of their fan base. And I still really like the Forgotten Realms setting. Oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward Realms. to Ari Salvatore's new book in the Dritz series. So he's still Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I, oh, I, yeah. yeah I, Every year yeah. around October, you get a new Dritz book. Yeah, I, I grew up on those books. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just love them. I, I still read just, them. They're so good. Yeah. The new one's like a flashback and it's about Jarlaxle and uh, Zach Nafine. Oh, really? Like back in Mitzvah oh, oh, cool. And I'm so excited. Yeah. Because they're some of my favorites. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I, I grew up reading all the D&D books. I mean, mm-hmm. Dragonlance and like... I could never, Ari I never Salvatore. got into Dragonlance. I did do a ton of the Forgotten Realms stuff. Not just like Dritz, but um, like a yeah. bunch of Ed Greenwood stuff, Elementor and everything. Yeah, read all oh, yeah. that. So I played the little bit of Numenera for like the one session that we did of that. Played some of the Star Wars uh, D20 version. I haven't played the Oh, I did Star that Wars with stuff. you too. Um, played some Star Trek stuff, which was fun. Had a chance one time with a, with a friend to play... Uh, not the current edition, but the previous edition of uh, Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, which was fun for the one it. session of that. Did you play a Warhammer thing? Uh, yes, and I so, played some Dark Heresy, which is yeah, the Warhammer did, Actually, 40K. that's right. We did do Dark yeah. Heresy once. Uh, they're apparently doing a more genericized version of that system as well, but maybe cleaning up some of the rules or something. We also, Rick and I, have both played uh, Warhammer 40K. That's not um, really... Not, which isn't an RPG, but... Yeah, you know, I mean, that's not... I it's mean, the only other, like, tabletop I played a little game bit of that, too, but... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've played a wide variety of things. Pathfinder is really our, our go-to as far as... It's the uh, thing that's stuck, Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and it's it's the system that offers enough. It and offers that, a wonderful variety of both the hard rules that make a great framework to the setting, but also offering players so many character options. Yeah, so I suppose a quick round table from us, if we were going to suggest a system other than Pathfinder for someone, what would it be? I'm going to go ahead and throw out Call of Cthulhu if you like. If you don't mind character overturn, because your character will go insane or die every five games that you play, and you just kind of have to accept that as part of it. And if you love the Cthulhu mythos, or really just the idea of riding around in uh, an old Ford firing off your Tommy gun out the window at a horrible tentacled monstrosity you while you're playing your life. play Call of Cthulhu in whatever era you want. It's true. There's actually a really cool book that just came out that's you play allied soldiers invading a Nazi base in the Antarctic where they've dug up like ancient Cthulhu stuff. Ooh. It's like a secret that's, Nazi base oh, in the Antarctic. If you like the role-playing aspect, I would recommend Weave. It's uh, It has as many rules as you want it to have. And uh, the cards are mostly there to help you, you know. I can't think of a bad guy. I guess I'll throw one in there. But it was like 10 minutes of character creation. You draw a card. You scan them into the app. You pick the traits you like. And then we just played. And you can do whatever you want with it. Like, there's a bunch of settings. We played in the setting that was kind of like 80s, Goonies. It's kind of Goonies, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Yeah. Stranger Things-y, like... Wild adventures. You can pretty much literally do whatever you want with that. It's just where the story and there's, takes There's you. no setup for it, really, other than, like, I guess you have to draw some cards. And have your phones. That's and you have to have your phone. There's an app. Yeah. It's free. 
You buy the cards one time. Yeah. Uh, so I really like the Warhammer 40k lore. So I'm going to recommend Dark Heresy because I actually really liked playing that. Um, that is another one of those games that's pretty brutal. Um, Magic is heresy. Well, it's not even that. It's like you play an Inquisitor, so um, you're going to get attacked a lot. Limbs get blown off and like you're going to get you know new characters and all that stuff. But I just really like the mythos of it. And I thought that system was actually really uh, true to kind of the lore and the dark grim future of the 41st millennium. So um, Well, I think I kind of established I didn't really play any others other than like a bit of a snippet here and there. So I kind of stick with Pathfinder. I wouldn't mind doing one of the vampire ones that yeah. Heather's mentioned several White times before. Yeah, that's what I would um, recommend people do. Fifth edition is supposed to come out this fall, and White Wolf did a thing between third edition. Fourth edition was like a completely new setting, and they changed all the vampire clans and everything, and I was just like, eh, I don't like this. So we haven't played it in a long time, mostly because of that, just because all the new stuff was relating to the setting we didn't like. But fifth edition, they're going back to the third edition setting, and they're updating it, so I'm, like, super excited. Which is unfortunate, because it comes at the same time as the freaking Pathfinder playtest, and I'm like, but vampire. We're doing the playtest. We're doing the playtest. <laughs> See? And I'm like, but vampire. I'm on board for playing vampire, but we're also doing the playtest. I want to be a Malkavian. I want to play the playtest, because I haven't gotten to play it yet. Well, I know, and I think Rachel could technically cop out with this, because I know you also enjoy Starfinder, so mm-hmm. that is also an easy cop out of, if you'd like Pathfinder. Starfinder's fun. Starfinder. Yeah. Starfinder is not Pathfinder, uh, if you haven't it played not. it. It, um, feel, it feels different. It does feel different, yeah. in a not in a bad way. Like It feels different in the right ways. Because yeah, it, just, it just like, feels different. Yeah, I, I mean, just like my character in our Starfinder game, so it skews my whole opinion of the system. Really, if you I have a good him. character, a lot of system, I can adjust to a lot of systems with a good character yeah. concept. You know? yeah. And Jess got an awesome drawing done by Taylor the, Fisher. Oh yeah, yeah shout out Taylor to Taylor Fisher. Fisher. She was, uh, He's so cute. Yeah, Taylor Fisher is the uh, artist that Paizo had at PaizoCon this year. Uh, she also does the interior border art for the upcoming playtest book. So mm-hmm. check that out. And if you picked up the special edition, or not the special edition, but the uh, collected version of the Curse of the Crimson Throne Adventure Path, she does a majority of the interior artwork in that that was not brought over from uh, the first release. So yeah, I very much uh, have enjoyed her work. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I'm sorry if that went a little long, James, and I hope that we either answered your question or gave you some more stuff. If any of the rest of you out there are interested in writing in, feel free to write us at findthepathchannel at gmail.com. Give us your your questions, your comments. If you love what you're love what we're doing, feel free to tell us. If you hate what you're doing, keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> no. you we, 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 would, we would love to hear criticism as well. Uh, you can also we are, talk to us on Twitter. Yes, you can also talk to us on Twitter. We're pretty good at responding to that pretty fast. Uh, you uh, can contact me. us on Facebook. Only because I have an extremely busy schedule compared to everybody else. It's true. Get back to Rachel in about 18 months and she'll yes. talk with you. So yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be on to doing... I don't know, the Rune Lords Strike Back, which I guess will be the <laughs> next Rune Lords Adventure Path in second edition. Well, I feel like they're wrapping the Rune Lords. They're, they're I was going to say, they're, they're doing Return the of the Rune Lords. That's yeah. the Return of the Jedi. So yeah. Shatter Star, I guess, would be the Rune Lords Strike Back if that was a thing. Actually, that would be pretty accurate. <laughs> we haven't played that yet. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to write us if you have anything uh, that you'd be interested in us bringing up on air or just if you want to air your concerns, no pun intended. And until next time, Good luck, Pathfinders.